So I, I think you have the bet one of the best nicknames in college football, the Godfather. Yeah. I think that is the coolest nickname, man. And you play like it out on the field too. Uh, when did that nickname kind of start, and how much do you love that nickname, and what does it mean to you? When I, uh, when I committed here, the fans gave it to me, so I just took took the role of it. You know, I took it because I think it's pretty good off of my last name, and I just love it since day one. Welcome to another episode of Preferred Walk-On. I'm your host, Max Chadwick. We've got another interview for you guys today. If you haven't already, check out the series of interviews that I've done so far. One of them with my number one returning interior defensive lineman in college football in Illinois, Jazan Newton. Check out that one. Now, the guy who's at number two, Cincinnati's Dante Corleone nicknamed the godfather if i graded nicknames for pff would have the highest graded nickname in college football but instead he has to settle for being the highest graded defensive player in college football which he was this past season third team all american for pff and was absolutely stellar as a run defender and not too shabby as a pass rusher either like i said before he's my number two returning defensive tackle in college football and right now looks like a second to third round pick in the 2024 NFL draft but he could leap up a lot higher if he continues to put up those dominant performances at the Big 12 level as well. As always check out the feature article I did on Dante Corleone over at pff.com and a major thank you to the executive producer of the show also the head of creative content and communications at PFF, Dave Sofaro sets up every single one of these interviews. And as you've seen, got a lot of superstars under our belt already and plenty more still to come as well. But without further ado, here he is, Cincinnati interior defensive lineman, Dante Corleone. So what first question I want to ask you is about your mom. You, you've mentioned in previous interviews before how your biggest inspiration is your mom, Rashida. Can you kind of go into that a little bit and how much she did for you growing up? You know, I was growing in, uh, growing up in a few other siblings, you know. She, we have our other parents, so she took care of us working 16 hours. So so my normal day in high school, like when I when I wake up, she's just coming home. And then when I come home, she's already back to work. So I usually never see her during the day. And then sometimes she used to miss my high school uh, football games. So it was just like the small things just motivate me just to see, just like strive better to help her, like change her life forever. Hell yeah, man. I love that. So you grew up obviously in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm actually in Cincinnati right now. I live in Cincinnati. Did you always know that you'd be a Bearcat? You know, uh, growing up, in Cincinnati, you know, my friends used to always take me to, like, the games, like, basketball games. And I just love the environment, always. Like, every game I went to, it was just cool to be be a part of it. Absolutely, man. So, as, coming out of high school, you weren't even one of the top 1,500 recruits coming out of high school. Did you feel like you were being disrespected, especially where you are now in that recruiting process? Well, a little bobbly don't look into the ranking system. You know, mm-hmm. I just go out there and just – play my game. I don't want to prove anything to anybody. I just go out, out there and just do my job. I love so, that, man. So when did you know, though, that like, oh, I can maybe make it, not only in college football, but eventually probably in the NFL, too? When was that, you know, kind of reality for you where you're like, oh, wow, I could, uh, I'm better than everyone else on the field right now. Maybe I can do something with this. Uh, it was it was when I, uh, I got the uh, midseason uh, All-American Award. That's when I noticed I was like, I was doing something. 
then I just I just built that confidence I always had inside of me and just took took advantage of it. Hell yeah, man. So your first year obviously was a redshirt year, didn't play at all that year. What did you think you learned the most though in 2021, your redshirt freshman season? Crazy part about that, I came to a, like a the probably the most uh deep D lineman group you could ever have. Like most of them fifth year seniors. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing it for a while. So me, my job was just to uh to seek in all of them, like the guidance they give me, all the notes. I've been taking this, they give me little details of this. Like, you do that, don't do that. Like, I just been sinking all that stuff in. So when my time come, I can just do it right. Who do you think helped you out the most in that D-line group your, uh, your first year there? I'd say uh, Curtis Brooks, uh, MyJ Sanders, uh, Marcus Brown. Mm-hmm. All them guys just took me under their wing and just helped me. Dude, I mean, those are some good guys to learn from, for sure, man, too. So you had a 93.8 grade from us at PFF this past season. Not only did it lead all D tackles in the country, led all defensive players in the country. Did you feel like you were the best player on the field every time you went out there? I think that everybody will say that, but I've like when I go out there, I'm not sh- trying to like prove a point of just me being the best. I'm just going out there to help my team win. Just prove, just like, just doing my job, basically. I'm trying help. to get it. Hell yeah, man. I know we actually we spoke through DMs a couple times because you were asking about your teammate, Ivan Pace, who yeah. uh, it was actually the first time ever in PFF history that the two highest graded defenders in the country played on the same team, you and Ivan Pace, who had a 93.2 grade. What's your relationship like with Ivan, and what do you think he's going to bring to the Minnesota Vikings? The crazy part, me and him was high school teammates. Me yes. and, and a couple other players on the team. But I knew Ivan since like middle school. He's like a big brother to me. That's always want to see him win, like, I was just mad he wasn't drafted, you know, because that, cause that just hurt, you know, and I've seen my brother get drafted after he just been, like, unanimous and all that type of stuff. So I'm, like, more of a team player, but, like, when he go to Minnesota, them fans are just going to realize they just got a dog. Like, the matter of size, that, that stuff don't matter. He's going to play like he's 6'3", so I'm not really worried about that type of stuff. I just know he's just going to prove it wrong. Yeah, he's a stud, man. And you kind of know in like middle school when you guys are growing up, you're like, oh, this guy I'm playing with is different right now. No, I noticed that in high school. So my sophomore year, we went to state and he played both ways the entire season. We ran triple options. I don't know mm-hmm. how he did that. That's when I realized we were different. <laughs> I love that, man. So you particularly, you excelled as a run defender. You had a 94.7 grade. It's the sixth best we've ever seen in the PFF college era. You're up there with guys like Quinton Williams, Micah Parsons, Vita Vea. What do you think separates you in that aspect in the run game? You know, I always felt like I was a run stopper like, at heart, but like I'm just just more comfortable like just getting off the the ball when I when I see the running back just just declare. For sure, man. And how do you think you're going to try to take your pass rushing to the next level next year? You know, that's that's my main, really one of my main focus this offseason, You know, being a three down guy instead of being a two, so I'm just getting in shape this offseason, leaning down and weight. And I just feel like that would be a big success. Pass so, yeah, I, I saw you're wearing number two this year, <laughs> going from number 58 to number two. I love how the defensive line went over. They were the single-digit numbers, but it's always awesome. awesome. Uh, what was what was that? You know, What made you decide on switching from number 58, which I know you said before you love that number, but now you're going yeah. to number two this year. You know, 58 is still, like, at heart, you know, but number two is, like, something different. Like, I feel like it's just going to be a more improved Dante, like, more uh, uh, as a leader, like, 58 is more like the backup player, a role player, but this is number two is going to be a, tip, a different type of player. I love that, man. Dante Corleone 2.0, basically. I, that's why I love that. Uh, so, yeah, man, you're. so do you feel like you're the best defensive tackle in college football heading into next season? 
there's a lot of great deep tackles out there, you know, but I'm not I don't want I wouldn't say I'm the best. I'm just going out there to help my team win. I'm not really looking into being the best. I love that, that man. Other people do that stuff, but I'm more of a team player. So what do you think though makes you such a special player and, and one of the best defensive tackles in college football? You know, I'm just gonna be a guy. You line up against me, I'm just gonna go hard every play, you know, make make you work. So that's me. I'm just a hard worker. I love that, man. Is there any defensive tackles in the NFL that you kind of watch on Sundays and you go, okay, I'm going to try to take that and implement in my game? Who are the defensive tackles you love to watch and who do you try to model your game after a little bit too? Uh, it was before, I think he's out of league now, but I used to watch Geno Atkins a lot. Mm-hmm. Bengals. Then, I, then I'm huge on DJ Reader. Like, uh, you know, I'm a Bengals fan, so I always watch DJ Reader. That's my main guy I watch. For sure, man. Those two are like really good D tackles to watch. I know you said you're a Bengals fan, but I mean, if you're just picking any D tackles, those are pretty two pretty good ones to pick. So imagine I'm a NFL GM fan coach, whatever, and I ask you, all right, Dante, show me the best play of your career. Show me who you are in one single play. What is the play that you're going to point to on tape? And be like that. That is who I am right there. Uh, me uh, against Indiana. Me like running through the uh, the center and uh, making it. Uh, the pressure on the QB on fourth down in the fourth quarter, and yeah, game over after that. Dude, I saw you crush that. So I was watching your tape last night, and that was one of the plays I turned on. I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably one of the ones I would say, too, for you. Um, So, yeah, man, you're obviously not only one of the best defensive tackles in college football, you're probably being talked about right now as a potential 2024 NFL draft prospect. What does that mean to you, and, and do you kind of have your eye a little bit on that 2024 draft? Yeah, I'm, I'm more focused on the season, you know, it's, far too early for me to even think about that type of stuff but that just helped me like become a more of a pro now like knowing like it's serious now i gotta take one day at a time and just get better every day i love that man so i i think you have the bet one of the best nicknames in college football the godfather yeah. i think that is the coolest nickname man and you play like it out on the field too uh when did that nickname kind of start and how much do you love that nickname and what does it mean to you well uh when I committed here, the fans gave it to me. So I just took took the role of it. You know, I took it because I think it's pretty good off of my last name. And I just love it since day one. I love that, man. Do you feel like you're kind of like the mafia boss in the middle of that defensive line whenever you go out there? feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever even seen – have you seen any of the Godfather movies? Like any of them? I try. I'm going to try again soon. But I tried last – I got like 30 minutes in. Yeah, they're they're tough watches for sure. Yeah. They're one, some of the best movies ever. But yeah, it is it is uh it is a long movie for sure. So this this year, man, you guys go from the American Athletic Conference. Now you're going to the Big Twelve next year. You know you're playing a Power Five schedule almost every single game. Uh, how excited are you for that? And you're going against some really really good interior offensive linemen like Cooper Beebe from Kansas State is in the Big Twelve. Uh, how excited are you to be going against against like guys like that? Uh, first of all, I feel like I'm gonna be. I'm be prepared because you know we just got Coach Brown, you know, a guy that just had the, the number one defense in the country. So I just know he's gonna put us in the right spots so I can be be successful on the field and the rest of my teammates as well. I love that. I was just literally just gonna ask you about Coach Brown. You know, he was a phenomenal defensive coordinator uh over at Louisville. Now it comes to you guys now. Uh how has he been so far in the limited time you've had with him and, and how excited are you to work with him? Man, I love him since day one. He challenged us since the get-go. Like we're gonna we're going to fight for every yard, and I, I just I just took the challenge. My whole team just took the challenge on that, especially the defense, you know. He's a guy, uh, like, for me, I can call him besides, like, we don't got to talk about football. That's the type of guy he is. And, like, we just got a strong relationship this since day one, and I, and I love that guy. 
Absolutely, man. Not only do you have a new defensive coordinator, you have a new head coach too. Scott Satterfield obviously comes over after Luke Fickle leaves. What has your relationship like been with uh, with Coach Satterfield, and, and how excited are you to work with him now? I don't want to say he's a total opposite of Coach Fick. You know, Coach Fick is a more D-line guy, but offense, uh, Coach Sat's more an offensive-minded coach. So it was like a big difference. But Coach Sat is more of a laid-back coach. He's still going to get on you, like, if you're wrong. But I feel like he's a good coach that's more laid-back, but he's going to get on you when you're wrong. Absolutely, man. So who do you think are the best offensive linemen that you've faced so far in your career? Um, I got one at my – I got – uh. Uh, guy from Arkansas, the center. That was my first game. I just felt like he was the overall best center I went against the whole year. Yeah, they got Ricky Stromberg. I think that might have been the guy. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's a stud, man, for sure. Are there any O-linemen that you're kind of circling on your calendar this upcoming season and saying, okay, I, I can't wait to go all against that guy and, and battle that guy? I don't really have it because I don't I don't really search up O-linemen, uh, like who who got – I just go and line up in front of him, watch film, see who's, who's the guy, and then go from there. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, Dante, this is an awesome interview, man. You're a superstar. You're going to kill this upcoming year, man. But I really appreciate you taking the time out, man. Appreciate you.